Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back, guys. It's myself and my dad again today, and we are going to actually go into talking about the hunt uh, that him and Thomas went on, just a little bit about that, and then roll into some other things. We didn't really have time last time that we are here, but again, thank you for all the support and for all the new subscribers on the YouTube channel, whether or not you really watch it on there or just listen on here. We appreciate it either way, whether you listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, any of those platforms out there, we thank you so much for your support. And the listeners are growing every day, and the downloads are growing every day, um, bigger and better than it's ever been. So we thank you for that and for all the feedback. So why don't we get into talking about that trip and just everything that led up to that. Uh, let's see, that was in Wyoming. I hadn't mentioned it a couple episodes ago when he was gone. We had done done some stuff and said that Thomas was headed up to Wyoming and that you and you and him were going together. So I mean, Thomas shot a buck, but the but the process getting there and stuff. I mean, was it what day was it that you guys left and just kind of how all that played okay. out? Yeah. So let me see. That would have been October twenty third. We left, and uh, he had drawn a special tag in that unit for some pe- friends of ours that actually uh, hunt in that area, have hunted in another zone right next to it, mm-hmm. right? And so. But the lead up to that really was, um, I wasn't sure I was going to do it for multiple reasons. Number one is, you know, a lot of crazy things going on right now in our country yeah, and yeah. so forth. And, you know, I didn't want to leave mom by herself mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. That was one of the things. So I was really praying about that. The second thing uh, was, you know, I, I've been all over the West hunting elk and deer and and so forth and 
and I've backpacked a lot, but as, as you know, I mean, we had horses too, right? So me and you, I mean, you were a little kid. We went, Mm -hmm. we went different place, Frank church wilderness area. Uh, I think you were a teenager then, but we've been all over in the Mm -hmm. wilderness, but it's been a long time. I mean, I, I grew up in Oregon and I backpacked literally all over the place up in the Cascades and in the, in, uh, Northeastern Oregon and so forth like that. So, but it'd been a long time. It's it, I think until this time, I think the last time was, uh, Greg, when me and Greg, mm-hmm. uh, we backpacked into Hell's Canyon, mm-hmm. uh, archery elk hunting. And, uh, it was like when we got down, I mean, that's like, I believe the deepest gorge in the continental United mm-hmm. States. And so where we went was up by Hat Point. Uh, we dropped down, that's a lookout area, and we dropped down in there, uh, archery elk hunting, and it was awesome, but what it was, it was also very steep, uh, we were on a trail, but it, w- it was rough hiking, and so we were loaded down, you know, and mm. never really been in there, never had onyx. It was on your back, right? Yeah, it was on, on your back. back. Yeah, we're backpacking, mm. and uh, so... So anyway, all these things were gone through my mind, and on top of that, I'm 65, and I'm thinking, okay, do I really want to do this to to my body? I don't really know how rough it is. I mean, I looked at Onyx, and I looked at the terrain, and I thought, you know, I could do it. And basically what it was is I really wanted to be with Thomas, Mm -hmm. you know. To see him get his first, you know, first buck, you right, know? right. And I wanted to be a part of that, and you know, I mean, I had the possibility of getting a really, you know, a big buck, yeah. you know. Come to find out, though, I don't, I don't know if he told you this, but in uh, Barney and them, they were saying uh, that in 2017, I guess they had a bad winter in that mm-hmm. area. So because when we went there, there was some bucks that they had been shot, but the bucks weren't as big as normal mm-hmm. because that particular year, 2017, which would have been, what, a four- to five-year-old buck, yeah. they had a large, uh, you know, Kill a, off. a bad summer. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, a bad winter. And yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of those deer that got killed off. So, yeah. so anyway, um, they, were, they weren't as large as normal. And so I just, there was a lot of things going through my mind. I didn't, number one is, too, I didn't want to be a burden on Thomas. Right, right. You know, <clears throat> Thomas is... He's been working out with you guys. You guys have been working out, and he's in good shape. And I just really didn't want to be a burden on mm-hmm. him either. And so uh, there was a lot of stuff going through my mind. Which technically, you can't really train for what you guys are about to do, anyways. Yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't matter how much weight we can lift. It, no. Th- even Thomas said he goes, "I can't believe how bad out of shape I was." And I'm like, "Yeah, I know you can be better, but you can't really train for that." Right. Yeah. You can do the stair climber all you want. No. I mean, really, the only thing you can do is out go to our mountains and actually exactly. Because the higher you go, the less oxygen there yeah. is, right? And so, oh, do you guys know what uh, elevation you were out there? Was it around me eight? and Thomas? The one, the highest peak that we went to was, uh, I think, right around ten thousand. Was it really? And so, I think our camp was in the eight thousand something so range. You're up there, yeah. And so, so I had no idea really, you know, weight. And you're trying to. I mean, I mm-hmm. did it, but it's been a long time, right? Mm-hmm. So those were just some valid concerns. And so <clears throat> I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, like I said, I think on one of the podcasts I did with you, I, you know, I came up with the saying a long time ago is, uh, I'd rather die living than live dying. Yeah. I just didn't want to have to have impact me out. Right. But anyway, so I decided to go for it. And so we went and it was beautiful country gone through Idaho, all the Aspen are changing colors and the river It was beautiful. It really mm. was beautiful. And then got into Wyoming, same thing kind of is going on. And, 
and then went into the camp where the outfitter is. And then from there, we went back up and we went to the end of the road. And, uh, you know, Johnny, uh, he had never guided in that area, but the zone uh, right beside it where Barney and them, mm-hmm. you know, so he's been there, but he's right. looked at it a lot. And he, right. he said, I, I've did, um, I spotted a lot there and so forth. So, I mean, we were all looking forward. It was fun being with them yeah. and Olivia. And Olivia's got a channel, too, mm-hmm. on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I forget what it's called. Uh, I think it's a, just Olivia Helton, I think, isn't it? Mm, maybe it is. I Why can know. I not remember? She po- she posted. Um, yeah, a little bit of that hunt. Yeah, a little bit of that mm-hmm. hunt. And so I know she has more, but I'm looking forward to seeing. She got a really nice five-point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, it's Olivia Helton. Yeah, Olivia Helton, spelled mm-hmm. H E L T O N. But anyway, she's she's I think sixteen or seventeen, something like mm-hmm. that. And and you know, so her and her her younger brother Jack, who's I don't know, whatever, he's like fourteen. Yeah. So we all, you know, they they brought their vehicle, and we we brought our vehicle. Or fifteen. Sorry, Jack, if we're wrong on that. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we had some fun times, and it was uh-huh. really great being with them there and everything like that. But. But where we parked our vehicle and loaded up, you know, it's kind of gradual for a ways. And all of a sudden, man, it's just like straight, straight, up. straight up. And yeah. even Thomas, when we and him were talking, he said, we we were talking to ourselves. Yeah. Ourselves. Like, I'm not telling him this, and he's not telling me that. But we're both thinking, because his, his pack was bigger than mine even. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, he's talking to himself, okay, I got to go into another zone here, basically, you know. Will mind over matter, right? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the same thing. There was, I mean, we had our s- s- sticks mm-hmm. and everything. That's the first time I ever had them. And, you know, they actually help. They, oh, they trust me. They. It's help. just a little bit of pressure off you, huh? That it helps. takes that little bit of pressure off of you. But the other thing is, it, I mean, it's kind of like being in two wheel drive versus four wheel drive. Mm. And uh, even when you're gone downhill, you know, using them, and especially think about it with a backpack on. If you yeah. trip. It's all multiplied because you could almost mm-hmm. be a little top heavy. Mm-hmm. Saved my bacon more than a few times. And what do they so, call those walking sticks? I guess basically. Yeah, they're walking stick. But I mean, my brand was different than Thomas's. I I really don't can't remember off the top of my head. But that was, you know, I think Johnny suggested that to Ty- Thomas. And mm-hmm. yeah, I I thought you know what I've seen enough on YouTube, different guys using that. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> There's a reason, yeah. And I'm glad I did. I it's way better. You it saves you. Mm. But anyway. F- so basically, part of it, I mean, you're you're really, you're really, you almost have to go in a four wheel drive mode. I mean, there was times I was so utterly exhausted going up there. I was pulling myself up with my hands. I mean, it was it was it was pretty taxing on the body. Mm. But anyway, finally we popped over the top. It took a while, but we popped over the. I think it was an hour and a half or two to get up to where we were camped. And then From the was, truck. Yeah, from the truck. And so where we were at was really nice. I mean, first time Johnny had ever been there, first time we'd ever been there, but nice. And you could glass out. And there was actually water below. That was one of my concerns because when I was licking on Onyx, I didn't see any water. Mm. And I mean, I seen little ravines and stuff. Right. But dude, there's so much water up there. Like where me and Thomas went before he shot his buck, this one of the tallest mountains there, uh, almost to the very top, there was a spring. Mm. And so we we even soaked our feet a couple times. I mean, we pulled our shoes off in this deep ravine with this little tiny creek. There's a little pool I had, mm. and a little pool he had, and we cooled our feet off because they were, it was it was pretty rough. But and so we we uh, 
we made a you know nice camp and everything there. And then uh, that country is some of it's a lot of sagebrush, pockets of you know pines, and, and uh, I don't even know all exactly what it was there, uh, but a lot of uh, fir trees and so forth. But it's real nice. And but you have really uh, you can really glass a lot of good glassing. Uh, but I, I honest to be honest with you, I thought I would see more deer than what mm. we did, we did see, and it's a little different hunting because I haven't really rifle hunted in quite some time because right. I've mostly archery hunted. I mean, last year or it wasn't last year; it was actually in January. We went to Arizona with me and Bobby and mm-hmm. Robert, and got a buck there archery hunting, and so it's been it's been a while. But um, anyway, so it was it was it was a really great experience. But I think Thomas would probably say the same thing. It was one of those times in my life, this one particular day that he got the buck, that I probably, I had to dig pretty deep mm-hmm. in my life. And I've done some pretty hard things and hiking and so forth, just life period. But this particular time, I mean, it was on a Wednesday, I believe, is when Olivia got her buck, uh, when we got into camp and Thomas got his buck. And so we went up to that that really high mountain. So they shot in the same... Same, same day. Same day. Oh, they did. Yeah, but okay. they were back to camp at six thirty, and we didn't get back till I think think about one a.m. Mm. and pitch black. Uh, you know, we had uh, we had headlamps, but still, mm-hmm. I mean, it was a long ways. <clears throat> and so, uh, that that whole experience right there, uh, for me, it was gratifying because, you know. Trust me, I was quoting scriptures left and right to myself. You know this, and I've I've shared it with you many times. Like you, you do the same thing probably. But there's a scripture that says, "I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me." Mm-hmm. And all I'm doing because my pack is heavy, and we loaded. Were you up, carrying some meat? Well, I was carrying his head, and I was carrying his rifle because wow. his bag we had uh, boned it out mm-hmm. and. And he had, so he had the load. I mean, Thomas had a load. Plus that, he had his, some of his cooking equipment and mm-hmm. just, he had a, he had a heavy load. And, mm-hmm. and the thing that happened with him, I mean, he can talk about it, but, you know, his feet was really what was mm-hmm. putting him through torture. <laughs> and, but, but that whole experience. So here we are, we left the top of that mountain. We got there probably around four-ish. And by the time we left there, it was about six. Because the two previous days, he had spotted bucks up there. Mm-hmm. And so we left, I think it was about 6, and it got dark about 7.30, I think it was, in that neighborhood. And uh, and so I wanted to leave actually a little bit earlier because I was a little concerned, like, walking that far and knew it's going to be not, not too great. But mm-hmm. anyway, so as we're going down, uh, you know, we're just going down uh, back towards camp, which is a long ways away. Uh, the deer were coming out to feed, and they were feeding down. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, first ones we seen was just three doe. Shortly, they uh, they were probably six hundred yards. Uh, but the next ones was those three bucks, and then uh, actually two of them. Uh, you know, one kind of disappeared, but there was two bucks there, and uh, he ranged them. Mm. I think it was six hundred and about eighteen yards. And what's what's the brand of gun he has? It's Christensen Arms. Yeah. But what's what is that? That gun's awesome. It's gun. a twenty eight nozzler. Oh, a twenty eight nozzler. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, and I don't know what his scope is. 
I can't. Rem- I'm, I don't remember on that. But he set up. I mean, even Johnny said that's the thing. That's the setup mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. wants. You know, I want to so, get that one. Soon. Yeah. So it's super nice. But uh, anyway, and uh, what happened? It was kind of a down at an angle. And if you could see the picture that I took of it, it was two ridges over. It's a long ways. And it was 600-some yards mm. that he shot. Well, he said he had it dead on. And his gun, I, I seen what it hit on the right. target. It was on. That, yeah. Know, 400 yards, it was on. Well, what happened is he shot over his back. Mm-hmm. And he shot at a buck. And uh, they both split. Well, not even a few minutes later, here come, I'm, there's another deer. And another deer had walked out right from where, where, uh, where he had shot those two. I guess they mm. lost their buddies. Yeah. And so he pulled out the uh, the spotting scope, and sure enough, it was a buck. And, and it was like, you know, we're not going to, we're not, we're not, gonna, he's not going to wait anymore. He's, he's going to yeah. shoot it. It was a three point. Yeah. But um, anyway, so he shot it 600 and some yards and uh, spined it. He said the first shot, the, the one that he missed that shot over top of it, he shot, you know, the normal spot. Right. You're going to shoot it. And it shot high, so he said, this time I put it down at this one's stomach. And by the way, uh, this, is a little, this is a little trick that I've used many times. Uh, Thomas bought me a, a varmint call. Uh, I forget. Way the, to stop him. Oh, dude. That thing is, I, I've seen through my archery hunting times using calls like that right there. I've had deer come running to me. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, and so uh, it works. Well, this time I took a little different one. It was a cow, little cow call out of the mouth. And so I pulled that thing out because it was kind of angling away, walking. And, I mean, 600-some yards. I heard you. And I, I blew on that thing. First time I kind of did it softer. It never stopped it. I did it harder, and it stopped and turned broadside. And he said this time he shot <clears throat> the bottom of its... at the bottom of the stomach. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it literally spined him. And so later on, when we were talking to Johnny, Johnny said up in that altitude up there, mm. he said a lot of the hunters that come in there would end up m- missing a buck they shoot too high. Yeah. Their gun would be on, but because of, of the altitude which change. I Which I thought Thomas had messed with his gun to get that dialed in because there is a way, there's like a graph I know you could use to like adjust for that. And I thought that Thomas had that done or, or knew about that. I know he did because he talked to me about it, but maybe... Maybe he didn't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because I know, like, they'll set the scopes up for, like, your alt- you know, your elevation. They'll set mm-hmm. them up, pre- pre-set them up for you for that trip. Right. But maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just didn't end up sending it in or whatever, but at least. I, I don't know, but it was kind of a downhill. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he changes that it. he did it. And so we were celebrating. Probably it was just cool the whole thing out yeah. up to it. And that's a long shot. And so yeah. we, it probably took us 30 minutes to go down one uh, uh, slope and down through a ravine and up and then over another one and up another one to where we finally actually got it and then mm-hmm. we boned it out and everything like that. And by then, now it's dark. Tried to take a mental picture, picture of the the way we were going to go. Yeah. And it was no good, no way, no way that either way that you go. And so anyway, yeah. But we didn't get back to almost 1 o'clock a.m. <laughs> In that, do you think that the vac- the big factor of that was it the weight you guys were carrying, or was it the not knowing exactly to the T where it was at because your phones were dead? I had a I had a little uh, I had a GPS. Well, oh, his did. phone died. Right, he had Onyx on it and everything. Yeah, he had saved. Uh, 
But what it is is battery dead. My battery's dead and his battery's yeah. dead. And I had a little GPS that I use. It's mm. really simple GPS, but it works well. And so uh, the moon, I think, was coming out some sometime, I don't know, around 2 o'clock or 2 a.m. or something like that. But it was dark, pitch dark. And what had happened, a cold front had come in. Mm. And uh, we were <laughs> we were hiking and... and uh, You'd go through one ravine and have to go up through the, as, as, you know, a steep ridge. And your depth perception is totally right. different because it's pitch dark. We would, we would get exhausted and we'd sit there and we'd turn our lamps off and you'd like, you couldn't even see your hand in front of your face hardly. Mm -hmm. But what, what, what happened is this wind, all of a sudden that particular day, the wind came in bad and the wind was super cold. So, it, it was burning your lungs. You're already exhausting right, right. your lungs. And You're stuck in all that cold air. And yeah, and so that's what happened. So, yeah, so we we made it back, but we were thoroughly we were we were beat. <laughs> and so yeah, sleeping that next morning. You know, actually, as much it, as you could. It wasn't too bad because that because when we came into camp, they had a fire. You could mm -hmm. see this fire way off, and uh, that made it kind of nice. They give us a little point of reference. But when we got there, they were up. And so it was neat. They, put, they showed their buck that Olivia got, which is a real nice buck. And, but they got there at like 630. Mm. Johnny said he went to bed, and he said he, but he couldn't sleep. I think he was thinking about us. But Had to have been, because Johnny don't stay up late. I, trust me, there was more than a few times we were talking about, we just, I'm just like, we're done. Let's just like sleep right here. Build a campfire and just stay here. Yeah. But... So I was quoting scriptures. I'm uh -huh. following. Th Thomas had a better headlamp than I did. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages. Things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, Log on, and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. And I'm, I'm, I, got it, I, got, I got my head down looking straight at his heels, walking and right on his heels. And I'm, quote, scripture, I can do all things through Christ. <laughs> strengthens me. And I'm hey, I can relate to your pain because <laughs> I, I went down into San Joaquin, uh, you know, I, did I tell you about that? No, I don't. I went. So. I we hiked down into San Joaquin to fish. The you know you've been. Down oh there. yeah, 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 yeah. That we, was... we went the short way. 
Yeah. When J- anytime Jason Cowden tells you it's the short way, <laughs> I heard no. he's not it, going back that way. <laughs> oh, really? He said that. Well, somebody who was it, Jack, I think, or somebody said he's. I'm not going back that way. I'm not, maybe that. Who knows if that was or not? I I know Jason would do it if you just told him. If he heard you say that, he'd go. If just, you challenge him, he oh, would yeah. do it. But I had never been down there. I don't know how that's even possible. But like every year they'd go, you know, Bill and Travis and all of them would go and and they would all hike down there and fish and and it's a beautiful place and it's incredible. You've been down there. I don't know how I've never been down there. I'm like 37 years old. But anyways, yeah, I, I can totally relate to you because I have been doing stuff to be in shape. I have been exercising. I've been doing cardio, you know, the heavy bag, the jump rope, like running. Uh, what's that thing called? The uh, It's not elliptical. The elliptical. Just anything like working out and short breaks, short rest. Just keep your heart rate super high. And again, you can't really, unless you go do it, you really can't train mm-hmm. for that. I told Jason, I go, you did amazing, man. Like, for your age, you, you like, ripped up that and kept up with the young people. I mean, like, I, I I, literally couldn't. But my issue was it wasn't – the, it was the cramping. And to be honest with you, that, like, put, like, kind of a weird thing in my head. And now it's like, man, I'm thinking, like, the next time I go, it's like, is that going to happen again? Like, why did that happen? Which I got – Going down there, and I was looking at the stand. I think you know what it was. I was thinking I got food poisoning or something, but I think I got altitude sickness. Mm. Oh yeah, that happened. Because I, I'm flying down that mountain, like I'm with the young people, J- Jason, Marianne, Jake, all them in their back. They're not. J- Jason could have been right by me if he wanted to eat, and he was just taking his time. I was like running down because we're going down, I'm, like hauling. And like, but over- you had to. Didn't you have to go down ropes? Yeah. Well, at the quarter. Quarter of the way from the bottom is when we started doing that. But, like, it was just, like, really loamy, deep kind of dirt with uh, pine needles, just years of pine needle layers. Yeah, so yeah. you're just kind of, like, slipping down and just, I mean, there's no effort, Harley. You're just kind of gliding down it. And I, all of a sudden, it was, it was hot, though. We're on the sunny side of the mountain. Mm-hmm. But it's still in the morning, but it was already hot enough. And you're, you're exerting yourself. I mean, I did. I felt fine. I felt great. And, like, halfway down, I started getting a little bit queasy. And I was like, why am I getting, why am I feeling like this? I felt fine. I wasn't breathing real hard or exerting myself too hard. And I told Jake, I go, I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. And he's kind of there, kind of teased me or whatever. <clears throat> and I just like, I started throwing up. It was basically, it was just dry heaving. I didn't have much for breakfast. I had some eggs, which doesn't feel like it helped much. I started dry heaving and I was like, okay, I'm good. <clears throat> well, then we kept going. And then I started like, um, feeling really sick and my stomach started turning at that point and then I started throwing I actually was throwing up at this point and we were like just hitting the rocks where the you know like the boulders where we're going down on ropes and then I started I had like diarrhea like like yeah like ain't no joke (laughs) you're like you guys go ahead yeah (laughs) And yeah, at that point, throwing up's one thing, but yeah. doing that is a whole yeah. At both situations going yeah. on at the same time, Ooh, not good. So now I'm getting hydrated, right? Every time I'm just getting worse and worse and worse. And we had water, but we were trying to semi conserve because I knew I had to make it uh, the, to go back up. The spring was over halfway up, almost three quarters, close between half and three quarters. So I'm like, oh man. And you had no water. No, well, I had. We had water, but I was just trying to like. Yeah, really yeah. ration it yeah. smartly, you know, because uh, I knew I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to, well, good so much for that idea. But anyways, then 
I was getting cold chills. Like I was getting the works. And I'm like, what in the world? I know it was altitude sickness because after that, we got back, I was totally fine. It was just actually going up, I was fine. So I went down there, <clears throat> maybe a little bit of heat, something to do with heat, exhaustion or whatever too. They had been down for a while. I I let, like I sat down, I was using the bathroom and like everything. And finally I got down there in the bottom and I was almost passing out the whole walk. Like the, once I hit the bottom, I was just like, oh my goodness, like what is, snap out of this. Like shake yourself, get out. Like, mm-hmm. cause that's not how I don't exactly. get that stuff. Yeah. And I worry, I would do stuff hard all the time. I was like, like you know, you when you physically can't make yourself right, come right. out of whatever you're yeah. in, it's mind over matter. It huh? totally is. Mm-hmm. And so, but I was already at the bottom, so I was like, you know what? I, I grabbed my fishing pole and I'm like feeling like, like I can feel my heart, even though I'm at the bottom. Something wasn't right. Like right. I definitely wasn't something right because I was, I had, I wasn't winded, but I was like pulsing in my eyes, like I could just like I was getting tunnel vision. I was like, I'm about to pass out. And it's dumb because I wasn't exerted. I wasn't like, like none of that. It was just like something was going on weird with my body. And I got to the creek and took my, or was wearing my shoes in there. And I threw a couple cows, caught in a couple nice trout right off the bat for like 10 minutes. I was like, I can't enjoy this. I'm, I'm not even there. I'm like about to fall over. So I went and laid in this shallow creek, really nice shady spot. I just laid in it. From like my chest down, and what as soon as I cooled my core down, mm-hmm. it was just like instantly felt better and revived. Mm-hmm. It was something was going. I was heat exhausted or something was going on and dehydrated. Well, you ate before you ever did this, right? Yeah. So your body's already trying to digest that. What's that? Trying to digest that food. Yeah. So it's it's funny because you know talking about health, what you just went through mm-hmm. is when I was when I was a kid. After church, my my we'd always have family get-togethers. You know, we'd mm. either go over to somebody's house or they'd come over to our Graham's house, and and uh, we we always wanted to play football. We always wanted, you know, as a young person, a teenager, whatever. And our dads would always be the ones they would fall right to sleep. Yeah. So a big percentage. I mean, I think it's thirty percent of your energy is is from digesting your food. Mm. So your body. Is going through digesting, wasting that energy on that exactly, yeah, and then possibly a dehydration. And if you were having cramps, probably well, I hadn't had those yet, so I was like, having was you sweating at all? I stopped sweating, like it oh, was, wow, de- it was weird. definitely a bad sign. That's of what was that's going a, on. That's a weird thing. I didn't go in that hydrated, let's put it that way. That's yeah. the biggest key, mm-hmm. I think, and that's what led to what happened next. So we got down there, I laid in the creek, and Marianne was down there. It was like probably four or five girls, and there was like, I don't know. She six, did the seven. ropes too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? It wasn't that. The young kids did. I've like, never seen that spot. It was like 14, 15. It's just straight down, straight up. There's no like zigzag. You're just straight down. And very steep. But anyways, um, I was laying in the creek. They were down fishing. I don't know where Marianne was at, but I, she said she was worried about me. She was like, almost thought I was. I guess she said she thought I was dead or something. Because really? she said she yelled my name, and the creek's only as wide as this room is, and very shallow, maybe about that deep. And she said she was just down the other side. I was laying right there. She said she yelled my name three times. Really? And I never even responded. And uh, she said she was Titus. Like, and I woke up. I go, yeah, what's up? I, I was, I felt fine. I was just like, I fell asleep. <clears throat> I was trying to. Get, I was trying to prepare because I knew in like four or five hours, which that is not a place you go in and out the same day. Mm-hmm. I was told that by multiple people that have done it. Like never again will I ever do that the same day. That's just complete torture. Mm-hmm. 
Travis said he's done it once, said it never do again. I think Bill and him did it once. They said never again, we'll never go in and out. Because they said for the fact that you guys did that's pretty impressive. <clears throat> but she said, I have some stuff. And by the way, if you guys are hikers, backpackers, uh, you do big game hunting or any time for any situation where you're dehydrated, I will say this was the most unbelievable thing I've ever taken for dehydration and like recuperation. And that's called liquid IV. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. You know what? Mom just told me about that the other day. I've heard nurses tell me about it, but I've never taken it. Some of them is at work, but that was the first time I actually took it. I've knew about it, known about it for a while. Well, I go anything, Mariana. Like at this point, I had some food, but I was like, that's not what I need. I need like supplementation, like right. some vitamins and some nutrients, or whatever. Nutrients. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, she went and got it, shook it up. It wasn't the greatest taste and stuff, but I could never cared about what it tastes like as long as it's helped me. I chugged that bottle. I am not lying. When I say in less than 10 minutes, I felt like I just got a booster shot of a thousand horses or something. What, what's in that stuff? It, I mean, I can look it up right now, but there's like lots of B, you know, B, oh, vitamins, B vitamins and yeah. minerals and vitamin C, just like everything you would need. Yeah. There's some stuff in there, um, a bunch of electrolytes and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, my goodness. I'm serious. I, I've never taken anything that instantly made me feel better like that. Not even like a pre-workout. It was just like, whoosh. I mean, it like literally shocked me back into, and I. So it was liquid. So you mix it So with it was water. a little power pack. Yeah. Small one, and you put it in a bottle of water, chug it, and I just chugged it. I didn't like sip it. I got it in my system, and I was up fishing. No more of that lightheadedness, no more weakness, no more shaky and and um, nausea. It just completely gone. So I started fishing a little bit, trying to find everybody, but I was like, I'm still trying to conserve, right? Because I'm like, if I'm this messed up now, it's going to be way worse coming out of here. Mm -hmm. And it sure was. We got like a quarter of the way out. We did all over the rocks. I'm feeling good. Like, I still felt really good. I was rested up. I was like, man, I feel good. I'm going to do good coming out of here. I'm with the pack and everything. And it was so weird because Jake was there, and Jason never had that. But it hit me. It hit me and him almost simultaneously. It was really weird. We're about a quarter of the way up. All of a sudden, my left leg gets kind of a Charlie horse in my left quad on the top side of it. I'm like, ooh, and I never get cramps ever. I can name on less than one hand how many times I've got cramps. I remember you used to get them all the time. Mm -hmm. Never, 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 never. I don't get them. And so I was like, oh man, that. And I kind of like stop for a second. I'm like rubbing it out, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. And we start keep going. I feel fine. I'm not even breathing heavy. Like I'm, I'm like, man, I feel so good. I'm so glad I exercise. You know, I'm thinking all these things. And all of a sudden, it starts in another spot, and that one comes back, and it's like, like it's squeezing up. And I'm like, you know, every, you know how try to walk mm -hmm. when you're in full leg cramp, Charlie horse. Oh, totally. And on one leg, okay. So now I'm like, oh man, and I'm like, kind of like hobbling. I was like, man, I gotta. I'm thinking, walk this out, get it out. And then my right leg starts, and then it was from my hip to my ankles, my calves, my quad, I'm my hamstrings. I've never had anything in my life like that, and I feel like I've pushed myself way harder than this thing. That being said, I've never pushed myself as hard as I did on that trip. Not because of that mountain. Because we we went on, in my opinion, worse things. It was a fact. I literally walked out of there, three quarters of the way out of there, with solid leg cramp from my hips to my ankles. Solid. Never let up. Never let up. It didn't matter if I sat on a rock. I was locked. My legs, I basically like... That's miserable. Oh, oh, oh. mental. The mental battle I went through, I don't think I have done any mental battle like that 
in anything I've done. And it's not just age. It was the fact of the pain that I was in and still knowing I had to get out of there. Well, plus that, you were uh, in, in the National Guard when yeah. you went through training. Yeah. That had to be pretty tough. I mean, I well, think yeah, I remember. Well, yeah, basic training, Army basic training is, yeah. is what it is. I mean, I wasn't, to be honest with you, I, I think it could that could have been a lot of worse, but we did a lot of things that did push you. Push right? you, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I probably pushed more in hunting stuff than yeah. that, to be honest with you. but That kind of prepared you for it, maybe, yeah. mentally, that you knew you could do it. Well, it's like, yeah, mentally, like, I know there is no way out. No one's carrying me out of there, and no. I wouldn't want them to anyways. <laughs> That's so funny you like, say that because one time me and Thomas, he was always leading the way. And I could see his feet, how he was tenderly walking as he's walking. Mm. And I felt so bad for him because at one point my feet were really bothering me, my my tendons and my arches, until I started using those zero shoes, minimalist shoes. And uh, Is that it, what you wore up there? Yeah, I bought a brand new, brand new pair that was uh, uh, waterproof. Mm. And no problem. It's not like regular shoes. They have to break in at all, anything like that. But I just seen the torture he was going through. So we were sitting one time. He just sits down and he packs every time you get up. It's almost a, you're already tired, but your it packs, almost makes it worse. Oh yeah, I know. Once you sit down, you can't you get your pack back up and go. But I go Thomas. Okay, we were talking about setting up a camp. I think if I remember right, setting up a fire. Mm -hmm. And I go, what What's the options here? We're not gonna stay here and die. <laughs> There's no way that's gonna happen. Yeah. We're either gonna go to camp, we'll kill ourselves, or we're gonna kill ourselves. You know, yeah. we're gonna die. We're not yeah. dying here, right. so that option's off the table. So anyway, yeah, yeah. No, and <clears throat> you were talking about those sticks, and that's what made me think. I was the like, what? I would have paid for those walking oh, sticks because yeah. it was because what if if I had the walking sticks? So this is what happened. So we now we're about three quarters of the way up. We oh, and by the way, we ran out of water about, and it's hot. 45, yeah. Look, we, we waited late, though, so that sun was on their side. So oh, that yeah, saved yeah. our bacon, because if I would have been that dead sun, I don't know what would have, yeah, yeah. how much worse that would have been. But I had this much water for, I can't tell you how long. And I was like, yeah. sip, sip, walk, 10 minutes. Just yeah. <laughs> 10. And you're cramping that still, right? Oh, man, yeah. I never stopped. So no matter in this whole story, I never stopped cramping. And I have three or four bottles of water empties. So I'm like, we get to that spring. Just got to get to that. That was the main goal first, right? Get to that spring. And I I come in that spring and just like fall in it and just <laughs> bury those bottles and just like. And that, the whole time I'm thinking, I don't care what this does to my stomach. If this isn't pure water at this point, I have to have water. Yeah. So I'm chugging. I must have drank four straight bottles back to back, but I was trying to be careful because I know you can yeah, kind of jack problem. yourself up even worse. And we sat down for about 10 minutes and then we we got out. I filled all those up and then, and by the time I got out, I drank all those again. Really? But about a quarter away from the top, or almost at the top, I've, I don't know who said something about a stick. I'm like, why did I not think of that? So I grabbed a, you know, about a baseball bat size. At the bottom of it, you know that size, and I'm and I should have grabbed two. Oh, so you I, did? You made I your did. own? Yeah, I grabbed one. I think even I think Jake or someone said it like, "Hey, why don't you use that kind of as the support?" And uh, man, that was that was a lifesaver. I come out of there, yeah, <laughs> like this, like an old man. Like I was messed up, and they got out of the truck, and me and Jake, we finally the ground finally flattened out. I never thought it was going to, but finally flattened. We're almost to the truck. And me and Jake put our arms around each shoulders. We're like, we made 
kid. <laughs> it was like so embarrassing because they've been sitting in the truck, those young kids. About so, so that was my question. Next question. So you were going through all that, but and Jake, I forgot. Jake goes too. But How old said, is Jake? How old? He's thirty eight or nine. So he's a little. But older. he said when he would stop, his wood let off. So he was the same as me. We were, I mean, we were together. Oh, like we were hobbling all the way. It wasn't. I mean, thank goodness, because I would have felt terrible if someone waiting on me like that. So you were telling you were telling me about some of those young people. So we're talking young people that are teenagers. Like, what's the youngest probably? I think thirteen or fourteen to yeah. So 20s. you basically they would recover so fast, right? Yeah. So going down or coming up, mm-hmm. they just like they could just go right. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't be affected the same. Yeah. And so you went through with what you went through, right? Yeah. And so being being young like that is it makes is me a, mad. Though. It's a blessing. <laughs> like it makes yeah. me and not because them. I'm not, I'm not trying to keep up with them, but I don't. I'm not that old to be like so far behind them no. in all reality. Because my it's mind, just, it's the way they recover. Though. My exactly. My mind is way stronger than theirs. Oh, totally. Could ever be at that exactly. age. That, I mean, not saying it couldn't be at some point, but. Because those kids would crack me up. I'm like, this is a perfect illustration of mind versus physical ability, right? They're young, they're skinny, they're lean, and but their minds aren't that strong. Because these boys would get up there, I, I won't even say names, not that it matters if I did or not, but like these boys would, coming out of there, we, they'd be laying down. Like half dead, <laughs> half sleep, because they'd wait and you know give us. It was a good excuse for them while we're hobbling up there, and we get up to him, and then they're like, "Oh man, I don't know if I can do." You know, I don't know. They if would I can say do, that. Oh yeah, I don't know if I can do this, and then just get up and just run two hundred yards like they wasn't even there. I'm like, your mind's telling you your body's fully capable. Yeah, my mind is totally knowing I can do it, but my body. Yeah, is yeah, exactly. Me. And this is the crazy thing. So we get up there, we reach the truck. I don't think they were there like a crazy long time before, but enough to where it was like, ah, you know, like drives me nuts. So I get there. We're driving down the road. They haven't been resting but 10 minutes. And Jack and uh, for two people, Jack and Morgan take off running down the road, but they were so dead exhausted. They didn't think they could even make it out of there. Mm-hmm. Like your brain was telling you that my yeah. brain knew I was getting out of there. Theirs was questioning it, but their bodies were fully functioning. It's like, you little... Mm-hmm. I go, can you imagine? And I, now I understand why you, you or Brother Hill or any of these older people would say, man, if I just had this brain and that body, yeah, no it's kidding, amazing huh? what I could do. Because you don't know as a young kid, too, the, the things you could do. But now you're like, I know I could do that. Well, part of that, I think, is wisdom, too. Yeah. Gramps, my dad, he passed away at 91, but I believe when he was... Might have been in his seventies, seventies or yeah, probably seventies. He went. Him and mom, my mom went to uh, Pennsylvania to where our, my sister lives, and uh, he told me because he had a pig valve stuck in his heart. Well, all his life, your grandpa, yeah, grandpa, da- grandpa, yeah, he did. I didn't know my that. dad. And so <laughs> what happened? All his life, been totally healthy. Wasn't on any. Medi- How old was he when that happened? I never knew that. It was. It was. It was well in his seventies. I'm. I'm wondering if it wasn't even maybe early eighties. But what it was mm. is my sister lives in Pennsylvania, and it's kind of in the Amish area. Mm. And there's a lot of hill. I call them hills, but I mean compared to the Rockies or where we've hunted and stuff, they're you know mountains versus you know smaller mm. mountains. But still, it was it was steep, you know. And yeah. and he told me he thinks how he injured his heart, uh, because I guess it 
one of the, I don't know if it was uh, which valve, but it tore, and yeah. so he ended up having a pig valve put in. But they did a heart operation on and put that in. But he really feels like he strained himself by because they were honking the horn. He could hear the horn honking, and he was trying to hurry up and accomplish what he wanted to accomplish by going up this mountain. And he feels like he really put too much stress on his mm. heart. And so that was always on my mind. Like when I was doing what I was doing, I'm I'm thinking to myself, like you know, I don't want you know, Can't I want I don't have nothing to prove. I know no. I'm a man. I know I've done right. stuff. I don't have to prove myself. I mean, even Brother Hilton, when we went to Colorado that time, mm-hmm. I was stayed on the side of the mountain, mm-hmm. and you were yeah. down with him. I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm like, I don't have to prove myself. No. And so he even he would say to himself, you know, I may not get there as fast as you guys, but I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so having that wisdom not to, yeah. you know, potentially kill yourself doing it. Yeah. So yeah, because health is invaluable. Yeah. There's a scripture. I, I love this scripture, so I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to quote it. But it's in it starts in Proverbs four twenty. It says, "My son, attend to my word. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Uh, let it not depart from thy eyes." Keep in the midst of the heart, for it is life to those that find them and health to all your flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. Uh, keep your heart with all diligence, for it is, I forget what exactly how mm. it goes. I can usually quote it. I'm, mm. I'm being put on the spot, but that right there tells you how important health is. And, you know, mm. and so, yeah, it's, it's a very important thing. And I think as some of my family members right now that, you know, uh, are going through some real challenging times mm. uh, because because of side effects, I believe, from pharmaceuticals that we've talked a little bit about before. Mm. You know, I think there's a time and a place, but God willing, short term, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I don't really know how far you want to go into this or whatever, but... Well, let's you know, just let's start another one. We'll uh, uh, go into another yeah. episode, but since we've already been pretty much at 40 minutes yeah. <clears throat> on this one... so. Anybody, but, anybody that's actually did backcountry hiking knows oh, yeah, how invaluable know. it is to try to at least prep. Yeah, know, and you know what though? Months ahead of time. We're saying, you know, we're talking about ourselves, but the fact that we, you still did it yeah. at sixty-five, mm-hmm. and I'm still doing. There's people that basically feel like they just wash they away won't. at thirty-five. Yeah, and I'm like, your life is just, it's just you're in the prime of your life, man. Prime of your life. And and you've taken care of yourself, and that there's a lot of sixty five year olds that can't even dream of doing that. And you know what's neat is we have a lot of people around us, older, even older than you, that have done things, insane things. Yeah, you know. Well, and I need to have Brother Hilton come over and tell his story about oh, him. Oh, totally. That's insane. How, yeah. how old was he? Eighty. Oh, he. So he's like eighty seven now. He, he was like eighty four, early eighties. Yeah. Sometime. And well, I could, couldn't. I barely. I mean, I could do it, but I would be hurting. The, I mean. Oh, man. Yeah. So yeah. See, anyways. here here's a prime point about that though. And me and him are so close, and I'm just up st- straight up and honest. And he's been into wellness for many years, mm-hmm. but you know, I've told him many times because he the thing that he's so busy as a pastor. Yeah. That um, he don't even go. He didn't even go walking to try to prep himself. Yeah. And so that last a few of the last hunts that he did those strenuous things i he told me i mean basically for 2 3 days he's laying in his tent and he's taking some advil cuz he's he's all stove up yeah and so i told him in fact i was just telling mom the other day i think i'm going to i'm going to get a hold of him cuz he got drawn in uh 
Wyoming for the whitetail hunt. Not that that's that oh, strange, I know that. but I I think I'm gonna uh, talk to him about picking him up and and walking the bike trails. Mm, yeah, you know, a couple of days a week I yeah. could I could do that. I could go pick him. I think it'd yeah. be fun. You know, yeah, yeah, and go pick him and go for a walk because I mean he's always been so busy trying to help mm-hmm. other people. Yeah. But you know that's that's not that good to go put that kind of strain. No way for anybody cold for turkey. Any, anybody, yeah, let alone that age. Yeah. So, well, you need to try to see if we can get him back over here. He's been on it before, but he's never been on uh, the video one. So it'd be nice to get him over here. Yeah, totally. If you want to yeah. see if he'll come by, we can set something up. Yeah. So I, I've I've interviewed him on video right mm-hmm. around all his mounts. Yeah. You know, because this this man has hunted. <laughs> He's pretty much everything. Yeah, he has. He's he, and you got. He's been on the podcast before. If you've been around long enough, you've heard him on here. And but he, I need to get him on here like three, or four a more times. Like wealth of information. Yeah. I mean, his memory unreal. Yeah. What he, how he can go back in time and tell mm. you stuff when he's a little kid and how he grew up in the mountains of yeah. Mariposa and just all this stuff. And such a great man to hunt with. So yeah. much fun to be with. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you can learn. You can learn from older people, right? Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.